0: OK, I like to make any name French. That's why I say Jason and says instead of Jason Broder. Uh, I was going to call her Michelle Denard. Uh, but she tells me uh, her husband is from South Georgia. Michelle, how are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk today.
0: Are you the most important person in Florida right now <laughs> since it's basically on your shoulders? to get everyone back to work?
1: Well, we I share that burden gratefully with 24 local workforce boards who are out there helping Floridians every day. So not just me, but a whole network of people who are committed to help. So that that makes the, the burden easy to carry.
0: Okay, tell my audience who you are and what you do.
1: Sure, so I'm Michelle Dennard. Thank Thanks for the pronunciation. <laughs> um, I am president and CEO of CareerSource Florida, and CareerSource Florida is the state's workforce policy and investment board. And what that means is we are a statewide board of business leaders that are appointed by the governor to direct workforce policy and direct the investment of federal workforce funds that come in to Florida. So to do that, we look at best practices across the country. We look at labor market trends, supply and demand information, uh, talk to businesses and hear what they need in terms of skills and employees, and then implement policy that's through our 24 local workforce development boards to help businesses find the talent they need and to help Floridians find career pathways that ultimately lead them to prosperity. So it's a fun job. um, And I work with a great group of people who, like I said, are committed to help Floridians every day.
0: All right, we're going to talk about some serious stuff in a moment, but I want to put in the back of uh, your mind right now that I'm going to ask you for some light uh, recommendations on what you're doing uh, while you're hunkering down. Um, Just explain that for me right now. Are you working remotely or, like, are you part of the, I mean, how does that work? Are you part of the EOC with, like, that kind of thing? Or um, I know your job is so vital, but is it something that you can also do uh, while practicing social distancing,
1: we are practicing social distancing. For me, it's a mix of all of you, all that you just said. That there, there is an EOC component. I am in the office periodically as I need to be, and working from home. Also, balancing a, a third grader and some homeschooling going on there, and and my husband's job as well. So. Um, we are practicing social distancing. Most of our team at CareerSource Florida is working remotely, but gosh, how many tools we have at our disposal to be able to stay in, in personal contact with each other. I think Zoom calls, Skype calls like this one, Microsoft Teams, I mean, it, it's, it's been a little bit of a learning curve, but once you get your arms around all the tools that you need, it, it makes sense to, to leverage these virtual angles, and I think they're pretty effective. Um, throughout the Career Source Order Network, the local workforce boards are also using a blend, but they are still all helping businesses, helping job seekers. Um, we have a website, careersourcewater.com forward slash help us here. And on that website, you can find out how your local workforce board is providing services. A lot of them are doing virtual services using some of those mediums I just mentioned. Um, some of them are doing um, very scaled back appointment style trying to protect both the, the people who need help and our professional teams in the workforce boards but they all are still open and all are still helping businesses helping job seekers but yeah since we, we try to help those who are economically disadvantaged since we're helping provide paper applications for reemployment assistance we're all open and we're all we're all working um, really hard trying to make sure we have information in the people's hands who need it
0: you know I know that you're going to be I guess, like in two months, you're going to be uh, overrun by with the need to put people back to work as we reopen the economy. Hopefully, sometime in next um, in the next couple of weeks, what are you all doing now? Like, is there a way that Career Source can avert some of the job losses? I mean, how is that? I mean, can you cushion some of this? Is is that part of your all's mission?
1: that is is best case scenario right and i'm excited about the day where our career centers are full and bustling with folks who are are looking for jobs i'm excited about the opportunity to help our economy recover quickly and place talent as quickly as possible and at career source florida we're encouraging employers to take advantage of the resources out there to help keep employees. It's not just good for the employees, but it's better for the business, too. It's expensive sometimes to recruit and hire and train new employees. So if they can kind of leverage some of those programs out there, like the short time compensation program that's administered by the Department of Economic Opportunity and other small business administration opportunities to, to retain employees and establish some business continuity, we're, we're helping connect businesses to those resources, but uh, we know that jobs are being impacted. So at the right time, we wanna be able to help those businesses ramp up quickly and, and place talent.
0: All right, so you probably talk to, I mean, even more so than like the governor, you as a state leader probably talk to more business folks than almost anybody, right? I mean, I maybe Mark Wilson at the chamber who's hearing from his members, um, that kind of thing. What is it really like out there? well, I mean, and I think that there's a to me, it feels like there's a variety of stories you know like some people are saying like I'm busier than ever, and I know that there are some white collar jobs that are that are busier than ever, and I know that Amazon is looking for a hundred thousand new workers, but then I know that my you know my friends in the hospitality industry are you know, struggling very much so and instantly. So what are some of the things that you're hearing out there about the, the true state of the job market?
1: Yeah, and it's it varies. Just as you said, I also get to talk to Mark Wilson and hear what his members are telling him. I had a great conversation with Frank DiBello of Space Florida yesterday and what they're doing to hear from businesses in the aviation and aerospace sector. You know, we get to hear from Dana Young at visit Florida real time about what's happening in the tourism and hospitality sector and obviously those are the jobs that are most immediately and most severely impacted but there's an opportunity for those folks to help those businesses who are ramping up you know those businesses that are providing essential services still need people still need talent and there's an opportunity to transition some of those folks who may have been impacted to these businesses that are needing people today so another tool that our local workforce boards have put together a lot of them are utilizing who's hiring immediately and making that information really accessible and available so if you have been displaced and maybe want to think about taking another job even if it's just for the next couple of months our local workforce boards can help connect you to the people who are immediately hiring in the area Um, i do think there's some opportunities in this in some of our more diversified and growth sectors in florida to talk to businesses directly Are there opportunities to upskill their existing employees during this? Helping them again to retain them. Can we cross-train them so they know other aspects of of their business? At CareerSource Florida, we have a program called the Incumbent Worker Training Program. And a lot of businesses use that for just that, for helping their employees understand new technologies, being able to understand other parts of the business that may help them in their own skills growth and helps that business to, to weather these difficult times and come out on the side even stronger with a a great section of employees who, who are even better poised to help them continue to grow.
0: You know, uh, I, I, and again, I hate to say some of this stuff because it's so easy for me to say this as I'm, you know, perched up in my little castle, um, you know, and I see people hustling so hard out there, but I do believe, you know, one of the, big challenges right now is taking a work, pl- a workforce that was doing hospitality and transitioning it very quickly to a workplace that's doing delivery and so forth. And I know that that's not, that is not ideal. Uh, I get it. But, um, a half a loaf is it, it literally is, is better than no loaf at all for a lot of people. And, um, God, it's just, it's so tough out there. And I, I know that you are doing all that you can. I mean, you are a solution to all this. You're not part of the the challenge. I guess part of my angst also is I don't feel like anybody did anything to deserve this. You know, this isn't O 08, eight where you know people overextended or human nature led to some bad um, bad choices that you know big banks or whatever made. This is this person is laid off because you know a virus, and so it's um it's. It is a it is a real challenge uh, for folks right there. Let me ask you, what does it look like if you had a best case scenario? What does it look like in three months uh, for Florida's workforce?
1: That's a great question, and uh, like I said, we're all excited about being able to to look at recovery, enter recovery, help to place people quickly. Best case scenario, I, our critical demand occupations. I mean the the. The bedrock of our economy in Florida is the, the tourism and, and hospitality industry. And what's so great about that is the skills that many Floridians who have their first job in the tourism and hospitality sector learn better soft skills, better people skills than in any other sector. I mean, if you think about it, in your first job, if it was in the service industry like mine was, I learned how to to deal with angry customers I learned how to to deal with um, supervisors with different expectations, um, all skills that we still use every day, just hoping that the number of angry customers stays pretty small. But those skills are so easily um, transported into other growth industries. And in fact, we have data that show us that a hiring manager may be two-thirds more likely to hire an individual if they have service injury experience on their resume because they know how to work with people. They know how to communicate. They know how to listen. And in fact, the manufacturing sector draws a large portion of its employees from the service industry sector. So what I know about Florida's workforce system is that it's agile and that it's ready and the skills are there to help Florida continue to grow. And I think there are also some great opportunities for diversifying Florida's economy and recovery and taking advantage of some of these new adaptations related to technology to continue to propel us forward.
0: All right. Can I ask you, um, so we have a kind of a standard set of questions for basically when it's just like my friends that have come on, you're actually like a real person and have a real job uh, as opposed to. All the political consultants on here who just you know want to go back to campaigning um but when did (laughs) coronavirus get real for you Uh, was it on a personal level did somebody did you see a report that said wait a second we've got to take this much more seriously but one of the things i've been asking people is um when did this get real for people and so when did it get real for you
1: Yeah, you know, I I think my my husband actually saw something coming. We had planned a spring break trip for me and my husband and my son to go to New York City. And it was probably a month to six weeks out before spring break. It was pretty far out where he said, you know, I'm just not sure that New York is the place to be. I'm watching this COVID-19 thing happen. And and." he saw it coming, I guess, a little bit and questioned, maybe we should alter our plans and do something a little bit different. We ended up doing nothing at all because we need to be sure we're abiding by appropriate social distancing and travel guidelines. But I guess it was early on in February where, where he said, maybe this isn't the right place for us to go, let's kind of wait. Um, and so adjusting plans and explaining to, to our nine-year-old son that we're not doing all the cool things he thought we were doing. And I thought, you know what, this is gonna be heavier than I think we even understand today.
0: How is how's your son doing with everything? <laughs> uh, as as the uh, father of a seven and a half year old, who's actually done it, who's taken this all in stride, but like she's um, like I, she just cannot wait to go to some of the places that you know she hasn't been able to go to for this whole month and spring break and so forth.
1: Yeah, and I have an only child, so, so like you. And so he's missing his friends and and being able to to play sports with them. He's a big sports fan, big, big into baseball and his baseball season has been been cancelled and and he's wondering what his next step is there. But what I've seen, he has a, a pretty active virtual social life with almost nightly zoom calls and uh, their Facebook kids <laughs> messengers. so, He's finding some ways um, that I didn't even know about to connect with his friends. And and he continues to be pretty social, albeit through virtual mechanisms. But it means that we're all out as a family, played in the yard a little bit more at night instead of being pulled in in a million different scheduled directions. It's been nice to take walks together in the evenings and and spend time that we didn't have before. So trying to take advantage and and balance some of the negative with the, the positive opportunities to spend time with your family
0: the uh the great reset uh that we're all going through right now has been um it's been nice well we've got where are you at where you've got that beautiful sounding bird in the background (laughs) i mean that's the beauty of podcasting is you're like I, i remember we did like rob bradley uh this is for my wife and i's podcast and it was like it was he was like out in his backyard and we just got all this great nature sounds it sounded like one of those like Uh, audios that you listen to to go to sleep to. Um, So we just heard a little bird chirping. That was kind of nice. Yeah.
1: I'm sitting on my back porch with my dog, who I think are the true winners through all of this. My dog thinks this is fantastic, where she has constant attention and someone to follow around all day. And she thinks this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to her. So I think dogs are the winners here.
0: Of course. Um, Let me ask you uh, our final fun question, which is, As we hunker down through this, we've been asking people for some recommendations on things that they're watching or reading, maybe an app that you've downloaded or something like that. Do you have a couple of recommendations that you want to uh, pass along?
1: I do. And, and one of them kind of work, kind of personal. I think the opportunity to build one's skills through, throughout this, we have a little bit more time on our hands than we may have had before. I'm, I'm balancing that with a pretty intense work situation right now. But there's an opportunity to learn more about your skills. I like LinkedIn Learning and Lynda.com. Um, that provide me a chance just to learn a little bit more about the skills I need to hone in on a little bit better. And I think there's an opportunity for all of us just to kind of assess, check in, and continue to improve through this. While we have a little bit more time, can we explore the opportunities to broaden our horizons a bit, learn more about ourselves, and continue to hone in on, on what can make us excel in the future?
0: That's, uh, that is a great recommendation. Anything, you know, lighter, fair? Are you, are you, are you, are you a, hallmark uh channel watcher or (laughs) like my wife is i i've noticed um uh, my wife michelle is uh, um she is watching golden girls and she tells me it's because it's like safe and comfortable right now and so i'm like okay I, i get that so she's watching that you watching anything fun on netflix or hulu or anything like that
1: so you're, you're Michelle, and I could, could be bosom buddies and that. I also really love Designing Women, the, the Southern woman <laughs> version of Golden Girls. It's also helpful. Um, we have fallen victim to the Tiger King, as, as many others have as well. But I, I like to watch things that give you a reason not to have to think too much about it, the, the escape. And the, the be able to disconnect for a moment, I think, is helpful because I think we also have to be cognizant of a mental health aspect of the stress and the the worry and the world around us. So it's a balance.
0: That's that is that's a great designing women. I haven't watched that show in a long time, <laughs> but it was a good one. Well, from uh, from here in St. Pete, we appreciate your work, what you're doing. You're so essential. I mean, if you want to talk about essential workers right now, what you're doing to help uh, get people uh, back to work and keep the ent- <laughs> this huge economy going. Um, you know, Godspeed to you and best to your family uh, through this whole thing.
1: Thank you. And same to you and yours. All right. Take care.